You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I'm looking out the window at the rain and I'm driving crazy. Hey everybody, that's Sturgill Simpson in a famous performance on Austin City Limits. Uh, he's one of my favorite performers and that is an awesome song. If you haven't got a chance to watch it, check it out on YouTube. And this is Doug Robertson of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution with another edition of the Southern Fried Soccer Podcast. As always, you can follow me on Twitter at Doug Robertson AJC on Facebook at Atlanta United News Now, and I hope that you will consider subscribing to the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. And thank you for emailing me your questions, which I'll answer in just a bit. Uh, Atlanta United continued its solid start to the season with a 1-0 win against Alajuelense in the second leg of their Champions League series. The Five Stripes have advanced to the quarterfinals of the tournament for the third consecutive year. Within MLS, only the LA Galaxy have done that in the Champions League current form. Let's go over the details of last night's win. Manager Gabriel Hines' lineup was composed of Joseph Martinez as striker. It was just his second start uh, back in Atlanta in the past year uh, because of the injury he suffered in last year's league opener. Uh, he was also the team captain. Uh, Marcelino Moreno and Ezequiel Barco were on the wings with Emerson Hyman, Franco Ibarra, and Santiago Sosa in the midfield with George Bello and Brooks Lennon as the fullbacks. Miles Robinson and Anton Walks as center backs, and Rocco Rios Novo in goal. Rios Novo, uh, it was announced, had signed another four-day contract. So he has two of those left uh, with Atlanta United for the remainder of the season. The only changes from the previous game's lineup, which Atlanta United also won, uh, were Martinez in place of Lissandro Lopez, Moreno in place of Joe, uh, Jake Mulraney, and Rios Novo in place of Guzan, who was ineligible for selection because he received a red card in the first game. Alavolense was without six players, uh, at least four of whom were starters. It turned out they didn't have seven of the starters uh, because the Costa Rican club failed to work with CONCACAF in a timely manner to secure visas, uh, according to the federation. Um, the club started just four players who started that first game. Atlanta United's winning goal came from Jurgen Dom in the first minute of stoppage time after a very intelligent run by Barco to beat the offside trap. The goal happened. Barco was trying to round the goalkeeper, and the ball just kind of went into Jurgen Dam's path, and really all he had to do was pass it into the goal. Uh, and he did in the first minute of stoppage time to give Atlanta United the win. Atlanta United finished with 15 shots, five on goal, to Alawahanzi, seven and one. Atlanta United created 11 chances, including a team high four by Barco, all in the second half, to Alawalense's five. 
Atlanta United will next play on Saturday at Orlando. The game is scheduled to kick off at 3 p.m., so it'll be like 3.08 or 3.11, something like that. It will be broadcast on Unimas, or you can hear Jason and Mike on the radio, and or you can also follow my live coverage on Twitter at Doug Robertson AJC. Um, I won't be traveling to the game because the post-game interviews are still being done by Zoom as a COVID precaution. Uh, it's still understandable uh, while at the same time frustrating because we can only talk to Heinze and one player. There's, you know, the Zoom doesn't allow a lot of back and forth because of the, the technology restrictions. So like last night, I wanted to talk to Heinze a bit more about Barco. But to do so, you have to raise your hand and wait in the queue again. And by then, we'd moved on to other topics. So hopefully, you know, everyone is going to get vaccinated soon and, and MLS can reconsider its restrictions. I'm not complaining about the restrictions. I'm just telling you this is how it functions. So that I can start providing more content for y'all, uh, like I was doing the previous seasons. Um, now, on to your questions. Dion McMillan and Nick Toole asked versions of the same questions, and I've kind of combined them here. Uh, until Joseph is 100%, if he even gets there, do you think we're going to have trouble scoring again this year? That's a really good question. Um, I just wrote in a story that, again, you can find uh, on the Atlanta Journal-Constitution and through my Twitter at Doug Robertson AJC, that I thought the first half of last night's game much more resembled a game last year under Frank DeBoer than Heinze. And there are a lot of reasons for that. Uh, Atlanta United didn't need to score because it had the 1-0 lead. Alonense didn't seem too interested in trying to score. It seemed interested in just trying to get to halftime, needing only to score a goal to force extra time, potential extra time. Uh, but there was a lot of passing by Atlanta United and only two chances created in that first half, and both were from Miles Robinson, which, you know, as I tweeted yesterday, I don't think anyone predicted. In the second half, when the other team actually started trying to play, Atlanta United started to look a lot better. So, to your question, do you, do I think the team is going to have trouble scoring again this year? No, I don't. At some teams, they will, because some teams are going to sit back, uh, particularly at Mercedes-Benz Stadium, and try to pack it in. Um, Saturday at Orlando, that is not going to be the case. I think Orlando is going to try to go toe-to-toe with Atlanta United, and you should see a, a fairly entertaining game. Um the next part, um, Nick added, he really likes Barco centrally in the second half. So at halftime, Heinz brought on um, I'm drawing, oh, Jurgen Dom, I'm sorry, as a winger and took off Franco Abara. And that move uh, forced him to put Barco inside as an attacking midfielder instead of a winger. I think Barco is much better suited inside. Then as a winger, he is very, very good in tight spaces. Uh, in short spaces, he doesn't really have the speed, in my opinion, to outrun a fullback to balls over the top or behind goal or, or behind the lines. Um, and so he didn't create any chances in the first half. He created four in the second half as the attacking midfielder. Um, so, and then he, part of that, he says, Moreno and Dom were just okay going forward. Who do you see as the most likely source of goals going forward other than Joseph? Uh, I really don't know that yet. I thought I've been critical of Dom's crossing in the past. I thought he put in a couple of good crosses yesterday. He put them to good spots, and that's all he can do. Uh, it's up to his teammates to, to come through and take advantage. Um, Moreno, 
it was his pass uh, that led to Barco beating the offside trap and Atlanta United scoring the goal. This was his first game. He hasn't played in a while, so I think you should give him some slack on that. I think Marino's going to come good. I think he's going to be a really, really solid player this year. Um, so keep in mind that was his first game. I think Joseph or whomever the striker is going to be is still going to be the main source of goals, but I think you're going to see a lot of people scoring a handful of goals, similar to what it, like it was in 2017 and 2018 and, and a little bit of 2019. So I wouldn't worry about that tonight. Um, they say that they thought the defense and the back line were really good, but the attacking side, what do I think needs to change? I don't think anything needs to change. I think Joseph didn't look great in the first half, but at the same time, this was his first extended run. I still think he's trying to figure out what he can do on his knee. Um, he didn't really jump a lot in the first half uh, for to contest aerial duels, but you saw in the second half, uh, on the other end of the field, he started to try to win some headers. I think he started to get some confidence or just some good feelings, good vibes going on. He got his 65 minutes in, which I think was very, very important. And we'll see if he starts on Saturday at Orlando. Um, I don't see why he wouldn't unless tactically Heinza thinks that uh, Lissandro Lopez or or even Eric Cubo-Torres, who hasn't yet to make a game day roster, would start. Um I am curious about Ibarra in the starting lineup offensively. He he broke up a few plays, but he's he's not really adding a lot going forward. I think he does have a good eye for a pass. He's just got to get forward enough to make it. He thinks a little bit more defensively, I think, than offensively. Santiago Sosa, I think, is going to be fantastic for the team. Um, Zach Smith says, is George Bellow the best slide tackler of all time? He made a few good ones last night. I was really impressed by Miles Robinson's slide tackling. He had, <laughs> late in the second half, he made one slide tackle, got up and immediately made another tackle all within a span of like two seconds. Um, now, at the same time, you don't want to see the guys having to make a lot of slide tackles because in some cases it means they're out of position. If you remember, Michael Parkhurst rarely had to make slide tackles uh, because he always read the game so well. So just keep an eye for that. Uh, that's always, to me, a little bit of a danger sign if a guy's having to make a slide tackle. Um, he's, uh, Zach says he has very mixed feelings about Marcelino Moreno's performance. He says he single-handedly created and ruined our best chances, and I just don't know about him on the wing. I think he's going to be fine on the wing. The left wing is a little bit tough for him because he's very, very right-footed. He's not Arden Robin type as good with his right foot as Robin was with his left cutting in on the right wing. But we'll see what happens. I think, again, I think Marino is going to come good for the team. He's very, very fast. He's got a good eye for a pass. He's also very good in tight spaces. His technical ability, I think, is really sharp. Um, And then he asks what happens with Rios Novo now. Well, he'll go back to Atlanta United, too. Uh, the team should have Brad Guzan and Ben Lundgaard available on Saturday. And as long as there's not another red card situation, the team should be okay. Alec Can should be coming back soon. I saw him for the first time last night at the game. That was nice. He's been uh, going through his rehab on his, uh, I think it was a shoulder um, surgery from the offseason. So I think the team is going to be fine at goalkeeper from now on. And Rios Novo can go to Atlanta United 2 and play and get a lot of minutes, which I think is going to be very, very important for his development. And that's all the questions I got today uh, through the email, which is what I asked for on Twitter. Um, I hope y'all are doing well. There's been some other news with the club this week. Lucy Rushton is reportedly going to become DC United's new GM. Very, very happy for Lucy. She has been a a very important player uh, in Atlanta United uh, in its roster building since her hire. 
I did the very first story about Lucy uh, way back in 2015 or 16, I think it was, and how her use of data analysis um, was key in Atlanta United targeting the players it wanted to for the style of play it wanted to play. Lucy's a very nice person, uh, big fan of Reading in England where she played and, and did some work, went to university. So congratulations to Lucy. Lucy uh, United has yet to actually make the uh, official announcement, but that's just a matter of time. I think um, our preview package for the MLS season is going to come out in Sunday's paper. I know that's the day after the Atlanta United-Orlando game, but that's just how it kind of works sometimes uh, for our space and our content. I hope that you've noticed that the Atlanta Journal has started a new marketing campaign, uh, press on, new masthead, uh, new Twitter kind of bio-looking things. Um, We take our journalism very seriously. We take trying to hold those accountable very seriously, and I hope that you can respect our efforts to do that, and I hope that will show up by you subscribing to the paper. Thank you very much for your time. This is Doug Robertson. As always, you can find me on Twitter at Doug Robertson AJC, on Facebook at Atlanta United News Now, and you can find this on iTunes. And again, if you haven't seen that Sturgill Simpson clip on YouTube, it's Listen to the Rain, Austin City Limits, fantastic performance. Y'all take care. Be safe. In Atlanta, one voice has stood out for over four decades. An AJC original, The Monica Pearson Show. Let's talk about how you got to ESPN. Revealing interviews. You are known as America's doctor, but I want to know who you were before that. When you have a different name, you have different color skin, it can be tough. With Atlanta's most famous faces, as you've never seen them before. I'm telling my story. This is the American dream. The Monica Pearson Show, streaming now on AJC.com. The AJC's trusted veteran political voices, Greg Bluestein, Patricia Murphy, Tia Mitchell, and Bill Nygut are the essential source for Georgia politics. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution's Politically Georgia. Sign up for the newsletter, download the podcast, subscribe to the AJC.